I think we've got to change our mindset on the fact that this is not about someday when I get to heaven, I get to be with God. You yeah. get it's it's about today. You get to be with God now. You right. get to have a relationship with him now. You get to yeah. you get to let him influence and invest and mold and shape your life into everything you were purposed for now. That's right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the One Loud Voice podcast. We are Phil and Amber Noblay, and we invite you to join us on our journey to being true disciples of Jesus. Each week, we gather around our table to discuss the teachings, the stories, and the people of the Bible. Along the way, we're going to talk about some misunderstandings and give you a safe space to ask questions and to learn. Our goal is to help you build a faith of your own that shows out in the way you live your life. So grab your Bibles and let's dive in. Welcome to One Loud Voice or welcome back for those of you who've been with us for this journey. Um, we've taken a little bit of a break to develop um, a new way of study, a new format. We have um, study groups starting on college campuses in homes, individual groups, and larger groups, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And Super exciting. Absolutely. And so if you're if you're joining with us again, you've been on this journey, we hope that you love this new format. We hope that you get something out of it and you'll find the tools that you need to take your study a little deeper. And if you're joining us for the first time, you've not, you've not missed out. You're joining right at the right time. We're so excited Absolutely. that you're with us. Yeah. So sure. we've decided that for this next semester, if you will, we're going to be going into a three-part study about God. And um, every, every week we're going to be diving into an attribute of that and then providing you not only the tools to see it for yourself in scripture, but the questions to discuss to go, man, where do I land with this? How does this play out in my life? And what do I do with this information? Because to be honest, Phil, like not everybody who's listening to this podcast is a devoted follower of Christ. Yeah, exactly. And, and you are so welcome to be a part of this, to Absolutely. hear, to discover, to explore what God really looks like, and do you want a relationship with him? Right. And, you know, and then there's those that are a follower of Christ. But they have questions and they, they feel guilty for questioning. Well, what if God isn't real? Like, I, I know that I dealt with it all growing up. And even in my, you know, college age years, I would hear uh, a professor would say something or a friend would say something. And I would find myself feeling guilty for questioning. And I want to go ahead and say that if that's ever been you, there's nothing wrong with you, that God is big enough. His love, his, his existence is big enough. He can handle your questions. He can handle your doubts. And we hope that we can help you find the answers that you're looking for as we dive in. Yeah, yeah, for so, sure, for sure. So that being said, hey, let's go ahead and dive in. Absolutely. Our first, the first part of this whole idea of the God in me. Okay, so this is a three-part series for the semester. The God in me is this first section that we're going to be diving into. But today, let's talk about God, the creator. Perfect. Okay. Let's do it. So what, what are your thoughts on that? Like there's, there's two broad beliefs when it comes to 
our existence. God, the creator. Yeah. And what, the, what would the that be? The existence of everything we see. We have these two broad beliefs. There's creationism, believes that there's there's a God, a higher power that created everything and they are the one responsible. And that, right. you know, so some believe there's a relationship with this God. Other believe that this is, it's an sure. aloof God that you can't have a relationship with. Right. The other side, the other big belief, of course, is evolutionism and that we were created from some single cell that just constantly evolved and everything right. like that. And there's a lot of variations in both of those oh, things. My goodness, like you like, said, with the creationism, yeah. there's different different religions that believe different aspects of God. What Here's what I think. Here's what I think it really comes down to. When you were looking at the difference between creationism and evolutionism is it comes down to this fact. Does God exist or not? Is the Bible a true story or is it a myth? Well, either way, either way, whether it's creationism or evolutionism, let's be honest, both are a leap of faith. Yeah. Both are, you have to decide you believe in something. And I know for us, for you and I sitting here, we, we not only believe, we, we have seen factual evidence in our own personal lives in the truth of the existence of not only the God of the Bible as being the creator of all, but Jesus Christ, the savior of the world. And, and that being said, for me, for me, Jesus is the rock. That's that's where I land. That's how I can believe all the rest of the Bible. When I look at the life of Jesus, when I see who he is, his character, his love, and and it's factually proven like he he existed on this earth. He walked on this earth. He taught these different things to people. That's that's my rock of right. foundation. And then from there, I can say, hey, I, I believe in all this other stuff. And Jesus himself in Matthew 19, four and five, he actually references creation. He references this story. Right. So to me, I'm like, okay, I can buy into this because Jesus, he bought into it. Right. And I'm bought into him. Right. And I think that, let's be honest, we all desire to be wanted, loved, accepted and needed. And yet we oftentimes feel like we're just another person forgotten out there trying to figure it out. And so the, the the coolest part about studying and realizing the truth of Jesus is we find out that we're more than just a body and a soul. We're a spirit that we are. There was a purpose in our existence, not yeah. to suck air, not right, to just exist right. till we die, yeah. not to make the most money. It's not whoever, you know, dies with the most toys wins. It's there's a purpose in our existence. And when we study these different verses, it brings that deep sense of truth that goes far beyond what we can prove physically or even intellectually. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's called faith. That's right. I love yeah. It. Like you said, it's just this deep sense of purpose and value. Yeah. That for sure. Believing the other direction is never going to get us. Right. Right. But when you believe that God created you, he loves you. He has a purpose for your life. Then you go into these different scriptures. It just brings this level of like, yeah, this is amazing. This so, relationship I have with God. Let's talk. Let's talk about this master plan, right? Um, because evolution has a plan, and we evolve from a single cell organism, and we then become monkeys, and then we become whatever we are, right? Yeah. But what is the master plan of God? It starts in. I love the Book of Genesis. I um, did a study with a group of young adults for two and a half years. Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy? 
on the book of Genesis. So let's look at Genesis 1, 1 and 2. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and the darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. What's super important to recognize there is there was something there. Yeah. There was something there. But our creation, the world as we know it, this is where our beginning started. Exactly. So understanding that in our beginning, God took something, the face of the deep, the waters, and he formed, he was hovering over, and he formed the earth as we know it. The creation of all things was intricately designed by God with vision and purpose. He was not just like playing with Play-Doh going, uh, what am I going to do here? Yeah. In this moment, his plan began for us. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Exactly. And that plan, you know, as you look on throughout history, becomes very clear that not only did God design and create this world so that he could have relationship with us, but that he was going to send his son, a personal right. savior, that even through our brokenness and everything else, that we could have this, this eternal relationship with him. So let's, let's talk about, like, there's so many, and we can put these in our, in the, in the notes and on our website, in the study guide, we've got so many verses that support everything we're talking about. And we'll put all that out there, but let's talk about what you just said. He created us for relationship, but that is, that is something that humanity longs for is personal relationship with people. We're not meant to do life alone. Loneliness is an awful, awful feeling. So let's talk about his purpose in creating humanity. If God, the creator, let's talk about his purpose in creating humanity. Sure. What do you got? Well, so let's look at Genesis chapter two, verse seven. It says, Good old Genesis. Then the Lord God formed the man out of dust from the ground and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living creature. Do you know what I, I love about that is that everything when you're reading in Genesis God spoke and it became. Mm-hmm. And in this moment, you see it's not, we are a spoken word of God, but he also put effort in. Yeah. He, he, he took his hands and created us in his image. He created us with purpose and then breathed his breath into us, you know? And I, I just think it's like, well, what does that look like? Have you ever seen somebody who has had to have mouth to mouth? resuscitation like that's the picture i picture of god going i'm breathing life into you here it is right Mm -hmm. so god altered this method of creation of speaking things into existence formed us right out of the dust with his own hands and then the bible says that he breathed life into us that transferred his spirit right and that's exactly what i was going to say that that hebrew word for breath means spirit so when it says that he breathed that life into us. It was literally, he imparted his spirit into us. Right. That's so amazing. So then what I love is you back up in Genesis and I know it sounds like we're camping in Genesis, but we're talking about the creator. We got to start at the beginning, right? Absolutely. Um, Genesis one twenty six says, then God said, let us make man in our likeness. Stop right there for a second. Who's he talking to? Was he just reflecting on himself? No. God in part, three parts, God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit were present from the beginning. 
the verse I, we started with, he was, the spirit of God was hovering over the waters, right? So yeah. like God is talking to his son, his spirit, and says, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. He created us, male and female, in his image. I remember as a kid going, well, we all look different. It's not our physical attributes. It's our spirit that's created that what was breathed into us yeah. was created in the image and reflection of God. Yeah. Right. And it's that desire that God had to, to have a relationship with someone that, that was on, not necessarily on his level as far as like a authority level, but on the level of a relationship where we could speak and, and interact with him in a way right. that was deeper than any other creation, any right. other thing he created. Because you know why? It was for relationship. Mm-hmm. He wanted, he wanted relationship with us. Like, yeah. You think about that. It, we are not just something that he could control. He wanted us to have free will. Yeah. Yeah. choose him back sure like sure. he chose us well and i think that's like reflected so on into the bible into psalms something that david wrote in psalms 139 13 and 14 this is what david said he said you formed my inward parts you knitted me together in my mother's womb i praise you for i am fearfully and wonderfully made wonderful are your works and my soul knows it very well. Wow. My soul knows it very well. What do you think that means? I think it's an indication of this relationship that David had with God. Yeah. The very thing that God wanted, that he desired when he made creation, when he created the, all of the earth, when he formed man out of the dust and breathed his spirit. Here we see a reality of that. As yeah. David says, my soul knows it very well. So I think real quick, it's important to stop right here for our listeners who might be questioning their existence. Like I was a mistake. I was given up for adoption. My parents tell me they wish they would have never had me. Well, regardless of what humanity says, according to scripture, not just this one, there's multiple scripture. You're not a mistake. God knew exactly what he was doing. He formed you. He created you. Yes. It took a part of your mom and part of your dad, biological mother, biological father, create you. It was God and always God from the beginning of conception to eternity, right? So what, what, is, what is the difference in how humanity was created impact our lives? Like that's, that's, I think, a question that people wonder, people ask, maybe not in those words, but what, what are your thoughts on that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it impacts us in two ways. First, if we are created by God for a relationship with him, what are we, what am I doing to pursue that relationship with him? James 4, 8 says this, it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So that's an indication that God is in everything he can do to have a relationship with you, have a relationship with me. Yeah, But I, I think the second thing is, is that if God created me with value and purpose, what am I doing 
with the gift of life that he's given me? Right. Am I aimlessly like wandering through life, pursuing my own desires and my own pleasures? Or am I, am, am I purposely getting up every day saying, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? Who do you want me to bless today? Yeah. So that being said, how does, what should a relationship with God look like? Like for, for people who are like, look, I've been doing this because I go to church and I've been in church all my life and this is what it's always, but what does a personal relationship with God look like for somebody who's interested in possibly pursuing that? What does that look like? I think that looks like any other relationship, any other close relationship that we could have with another person the same thing exists with this God who created us that we can talk to him. Right. We can tell him our problems. We can, we can get angry and, and share our, our frustrations with him, knowing that he understands us, knowing that he loves us no matter what, knowing that we can go to him and just pour our hearts out right. when they're broken, when, when we don't know, when we have questions when we don't understand and that relationship also reveals God's character to us every exactly. time, every time, like when you have an interaction, when you and I have a conversation and we go through something, we come out of it stronger on the right. other end. Well, relationship is two parts, yeah. right? And I think we have to understand that God's part is all in. He is a hundred percent invested, wants relationship with us. Our relationship with God is really the balls in our court. How much we know him, how, how close we are to him, how, how much we understand his word and his purpose in our life. It comes to us desiring to spend time with him. Your best friend is your best friend because they know you and you have invested in that. Yeah. And they've invested in you. Right. And so that is, that's it. The ball's in our court. Like I said, we have to decide, is this something that I want? Not, do I not want to go to hell, but do I want a relationship? Because hell wasn't created for us. Hell was created for the enemy, right? Hell was right. created for Satan. And that's something we can go into at a later time. The, but the point is, we get to choose whether we want to spend eternity with God or not. But that's all relational. It's not salvation, like the Jesus coming to this earth, putting skin on and dying on the cross for our sins was so that we could have a relationship with him. And heaven is a byproduct of that. We're not saved from hell. We're saved to Jesus. And I think we've got to change our mindset on the fact that this is not about someday when I get to heaven, I get to be with God. You yeah, get, it's, if, it's about today. You get to be with God now. You right. get to have a relationship with him now. You get to, yeah. you get to let him influence and invest and mold and shape your life into everything you were purposed for now. That's right. You know, so um, God created the world points to, to a greater truth, right? And what is that greater truth? I love what it says in Jeremiah 32, 17. Mm -hmm. It says, ah, Lord God. So he's like saying, hey, God. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm amazed at you for this. Yeah. And he says, it is you who have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. 
Nothing is too hard for you. Yeah. God's creation reveals his power. Yeah. It, it also reveals an insane amount of self-control. Like, yeah, that you look at so many things that like everything, if like the human temp body temperature and different things like about creationism that God has it to a T where it's supposed to be. And if it gets off the imbalance, you see the importance of that control and balance, right? Right. To me that like when it says nothing is too hard for you, that's what it's pointing towards. There's everything. So much is too hard for us. Right. Right. But it's, it's not too hard for God. Let let me just tell you this here recently. um, I've been, I was watching this. um, I guess it was like a, podcast but it was video on youtube this guy talking about um you don't have to believe in the god of the bible science in the sense of evolution there's a please hear me there's a lot of scientists that do believe in the god of the bible mm-hmm. but for the most part science tends to be like they reject that's not tr- they right. reject the bible as that's a myth but what i thought was interesting is that so much of the greatest discoveries in archaeological finds in hidden cities and things like that. These scientists use the Bible as a reference from Mm -hmm. finding chariots in the Red Sea. They refer back to the parting of the Red Sea, Um, hidden cities, the, the, the pool of Bethesda, all of these different discoveries that are found. They use scripture from the Bible to refer to this is what it is. So to me, that's just kind of weird that you can say, I don't believe in the Bible, but yet this is the reference point in the discovery we just made of this. And I want to point this out. Science may not always want to acknowledge God, but God created science. And throughout scripture, you see God fully acknowledges science. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's part of our growth and development and that, that's the cellular, the way a baby is formed, going back to what you were talking about in Psalms, that structure, that's, that cell that breaks in half and turns into this, this baby that's forming inside the mother's womb, that's mm-hmm. science, but that's all creation. And yeah. God is all over that. And I, yeah. I just, I think that God's creation helps us to have faith in him. Like it's got to come from somewhere. You're right. It does. It comes from God. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited about diving into some of this more over the next few weeks. Yeah. Are you? For, oh, totally, totally for sure. Um, and this whole topic, the God in me, is really, really like something that if, if we'll get a hold of this, yeah. If we'll see the God that wants to have this personal relationship with us, that wants to reveal Himself and does reveal Himself through nature, through creation, through all of these other ways that he wants to walk and talk with us on a day-to-day basis. It's going to change our life forever. It will. will. So we, I want to challenge everybody listening that if you're part of a group study, we've got the group study information on our website for you guys to get together, dive in, let it be a safe place and to talk about I don't know. Like I still struggle with this and well, let's dive into some of those verses they were talking about. Let's look at that. If you're doing this by yourself, it's on our website, but it's also in our show notes, the questions that That's you right. may, that we have, you know, just thought provoking questions. But if you are doing it by yourself, 
remember, you weren't meant to do life alone. So we want to encourage you to invite a friend into the conversation, invite a friend into this journey as we continue to look at the God in me. Yeah. The God that, because you can't reach a world for someone that you don't fully understand. And we want to, we want to help you get to the place of seeing how real God is, but also, and, and help you believe in him, but also help you see that he believes in you. And that's right. a really cool place to be, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thank you guys for joining us yeah, today. Absolutely. We can't wait to be with you again next week. Yeah. Have an awesome day. See you later. <laughs> Thank you.